Hello, After welcome back messages. Oh. to the Zero Strategy oh. Podcast. Hello. I'm joined today by my co-hosts, Grog Mode. Hello. And Medibot Eve. Uh, hello. Um, we have a lot, to, well, I always like to say we have a lot to talk about, but in reality, I mean, that's not always the case, but we have things to talk about. Um, but thank you for joining Words us. Words will be said today. Exactly. Words will be said. This is the place where we do the talking. Um, Grog, how has your week been? What have you been up to? Uh, week's been pretty good. Um, I've been continuing with Mini Motorways and Apex Legends. Um, continued to slowly solo queue my way up through the gold ranks um, in Apex, which has been fun. And um, I started, uh, I played a lot of Frostpunk this week. For anyone who doesn't know Frostpunk, uh, it's the same studio that was behind This War of Mine, which was an interesting... Um, sort of narrative storytelling game where it focused on like conflict in the Middle East, but it was told from like the survivor, like the civilians perspective. Uh, it had nothing to do with combatants at all. Um, so it was a war game that didn't have fighting. It was just about kind of the, the emotional fallout. And they made this game Frostpunk, which is kind of like a Victorian steampunk themed uh, what if game of like, what if there was like a miniature ice age and like a cataclysmic um, volcanic event that like kind of clouded the sky and ash and like this basically put the sun out more or less and the world went into like a frozen darkness and you have to, it's like a city builder but there's tons of moral quandaries like right now I'm on the cusp I've just invented greenhouses so that we can sustain food so that hunters don't have to go out at night well they still have to go out at night because I make them but they have to they grow food but then uh, we signed into law in order that any dead bodies we will turn into fertilizer um, and use in the hothouses. Reasonable. You can also enact child labor laws um, or not. I watched Grog um, yell at a child because he had a minor incident in the kitchen. <laughs> I was going to refute that. I was going to refute that, but that did happen. Um, <laughs> I voted we, for it. I've, I voted, so you know. I have... <laughs> it's been it's been a fun game, I think, from a stream perspective because as like with sort of like sims or city builders or stuff where you can uh name characters like basically everyone that's been a viewer in my channel or everyone here on the podcast has like a name they're a named character with a with a specific task like they're a person doing a thing like for example friend of the channel nixie um after we built a public house he has spent every single night in that public house without fail and sometimes he's even been in the public house when it's been closed so I, you know, it's it's interesting, like how it just like these narratives come out. Um, it's a really fun game. I would definitely recommend it. And it's I think the f I think it won a BAFTA or a BAFTA or two, and so um, it's been renewed for a second game, and it's going to be uh, coming out I think sometime either like end of this year or beginning of next year. Yeah, it looks super cool. I would I would recommend that to anyone who likes strategy games, but particularly like feels like a role playing game. It feels more like a it's like a it's like a strategy game meets RPG um, because you don't have like character stats, but like you feel like you're really. I don't know, there's there's a lot of like uh, stuff that's going on that feels more nuanced and developed as as the story unfolds than just like, say, build X factory to get Y resources like there is a bit of that. But yeah, it's yeah. good. It looks really good. It looks really fun. Uh, Eve, what about you? Oh, you know, streaming. Uh, what what have I been streaming? 
Dark Souls. The tribes of Midgard. Dark tribes Souls. Yeah, I tried Dark Souls. It was fun. I only died 25 times. You know, kind of a professional at this point. Uh, <laughs> and I feel like I've made some big, uh, like, personal <clears throat> improvement since the last time I tried to play Dark Souls, which was off stream, because I got very, very mad at it. <laughs> I still go like, ah, oh, fuck! But it's not like, ah, fuck, and then I don't want to play this anymore. This is stupid, and it ruins my day. It's more like, ah, that sucked. Okay, let's try it again. <laughs> so, like, development. <laughs> Growth. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I've been playing that. Uh, Tribes of Midgard and The Ascent, which is still very fun. Very fun. And Borderlands yeah, 3. Playing that. Yeah. Borderlands 3 wasn't as fun because... Um, it decided not to give us any legendary loot last time, so we we left and started playing other games <laughs> to teach the game a lesson. <laughs> I'll show it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You've also yeah. been back on YouTube Shorts. Yeah, I've been uploading a fuckload. You really have a whole bunch, <laughs> and they've been going pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. the The main thing I've learned about YouTube Shorts is just make a clickbait title, and you'll get views. <laughs> That seems I noticed that the title doesn't even really matter too okay. much on well, YouTube Shorts. Okay. Well, uh, for me, <laughs> I make crazy clickbait titles, and those are the videos that get views. The rest of them get none. <laughs> so, and I feel like it's it's like not even that bad to clickbait because it's a like a thirty second video, <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> like who are you hurting by clickbaiting them? But oh, yeah. It's good to know that the people don't matter to you. Hey, what have you been up to this week? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, I've been doing a bunch of stuff. Uh, the Unfortunately, my charity stream thing got rescheduled because there was a bit of a miscommunication with dates and things. So that's now happening a week on Tuesday uh, instead. But that's good because it gives me a bit more time to get everything set up for it. Um, other than that, a lot of ranked Apex. Um I did try and play Tribes of Midgard with you, Eve, but I had no idea what was going on. I spent three hours just picking up sticks, and then Grog convinced me to switch sides and actively try and hurt you and everyone else, which is why I did. Um, well, really, you only hurt me, because I was the only one in the village with you. You were the only one that cared. Yeah. <laughs> but you did have more fun instantly. Oh, I did, absolutely. When I made the decision to try and just sandbag the team, uh, had much more fun definitely enjoyed it more but um yeah not much i've been trying to do youtube shorts as well i've been i've been posting one a day which i know it's not quite up to your level eve of three or four or five or six yeah a day. pathetic get I good know. but um yeah the youtube shorts have been going really really well um I, it's weird i'm in a bit of a like a creative block with youtube right now where i just don't know what to do and like so i had the whole idea for when we did our 24 hour stream i did the two truths and a lie but I just, every time I sit down to edit, I'm like, this isn't going to make a good video. And I just kind of stop. Um, so, but it's been nice to kind of have the YouTube, the other channel to just whack clips up to, to at least feel like I'm being productive. So that's been nice. But um, yeah, I've not done too much this week, honestly. It's just been very, um, wake up, play Apex, go to bed. Put on a little makeup. <laughs> you wanted to. <laughs> yes. I don't think you trust <laughs> 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 um but yeah i mean it's it's been good but i wanted to talk about a couple of um oh well i guess one of the th quick things i wanted to talk about was um to kind of go back and revisit the topic of like sponsorships again um because i've had some some weird emails 
started to pop through uh, a lot and it's uh, it's been quite interesting so i recently partnered up with a new company a new sponsorship and everything and and you know i think that's good and and you know it was something that i talked through with my moderators before i went through it you know i got advice from other creators people i was friends with and um you know spent a long time going through it and deciding was this beneficial to me is this gonna cost anything is this gonna hurt me blah 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 i kind of went through all the pros and cons and went ahead with the, the partnership but i've also been receiving some other very out of left field sponsor emails and i kind of wanted to talk and, and kind of get your guys's thoughts on how that works because i'm seeing a lot of people just having tons of different sponsors all over the place i was watching somebody today that was sponsored by like a mobile game but they were playing apex on their stream and it, like there's a lot i feel like companies are starting to reach out more and more to streamers f with weird offers like without giving too much i mean i got an offer from a company that was effectively like viewers would send their old tech to the company and then use my code and then they would get the company would give them money for like old phones and if they use my code then i would get money with it as well and it all seemed very weird and a bit just out of left field but like you only really were going to turn a profit if they were redeeming things to this company that were say 100 to 200 plus dollars yeah yeah it was it was strange and i just think like I had a look through it all, decided it wasn't really for me and, and you know, had a chance to discuss with mods and things. But I guarantee you that a lot of streamers would have got the same email and just went, yeah, I'll take it. It's a sponsorship. Sponsorships are like, they make me legit or whatever, right? So I kind of uh, wanted to get I, your guys' thoughts on that whole thing. Yeah, I mean, I think that some, I think that the allure of any sponsorship, if we just like, walk back from like whatever they're 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 selling i think there is the allure that it lends credibility this is a job you get sponsored you know somehow you know this sponsorship then cements the idea that you're like you can look at that as a mile marker for growth however i do think that a lot of these sponsorships you know particularly from um companies that are not household brands or at least aren't household brands within the gaming industry um that they can be predatory you know because it's like in regards to the cell phone or it wasn't cell phone but it was like sell your old tech to us all a GameStop, and we'll give you a cut of like basically a commission for everything that like comes through us but it's like but you're really only going to get a commission if they sell x amount of things like yeah at the end of the day you are free advertising for mm -hmm. them um like because a lot the, of those affiliate programs even like with household names a lot of their affiliate programs are like that where it's they're the just using streamer people for things like that yep yeah they're just using people for free advertising yeah you're 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 basically a vehicle to get their word out um and the return that you get in exchange is next to nothing because i mean honestly you'd either have to have a couple whales you know use the service and spend big money and that's how you get a return on it or you just never get a return um but i i i think that these companies often are aware i mean i think both cre the credible and the unscrupulous alike are very aware that streamers are um many people who especially are pursuant of sponsorships are looking for that 
validation. They're looking for that validation so that it it reinforces their credibility, either at least on a personal level, or at least for their their viewers, or even just for people they haven't met yet. They can it's something they can put in like a Twitter byline, etc. So I don't know. I I think that sponsorships are something that should just be, um, you know, you should really like be calculated and considerate about like. I mean, are you doing this because it's another bullet point to add to a CV? Or are you doing this because you firmly believe in the product? Or are you just doing this because, you know, I mean, just because. Yeah. I, I feel like it, it should be, it should be, I think you should always stand by the products that you're endorsing. Because uh, if you endorse any product, whether you're making revenue off of it or not, and whether it's just free advertisement for the company or you're actually like, it's a, it's a genuine partnership and you are benefiting from this interaction, like you should stand by the product. Cause if you don't, then I think that it goes, you're just being unscrupulous towards your viewers. If you're hawking something that you've either never tried, you've never re I mean, even if you, it's something you can't try, but it's like something that you've never researched or something that you don't like even believe in. Why are you doing it? Um, exactly. You know, I see all these, I, I, one I used to see was, a bunch of streamers that would be sponsored by like these um they were like grips for your controllers i can't remember what they were called but they would go on like your thumbsticks and it would be all these streamers that all use code. control freaks so, stuff effectively yeah control freaks or other yeah. companies that would do the same um and you know you've got to realize that a lot of these companies are just going to sponsor everyone as many as they can because it's free advertising um you know and I, I don't have a lot of experience with sponsorships i had i mean i think i can probably talk about like gamer subs which is a company I was sponsored by. It was a product I already liked and enjoyed. And to be honest, I I did make some money from that because people were using my code to buy the product. But it was something that I was happy to say, hey, I think this is good. And, you know, consider trying it. You might like it, right? And it's not like an insane amount of money. Um, and I ended up, you know, leaving that partnership for other reasons because of the, the company and, and things that went down. Um, but I mean, so since then I have what, like, you know, we just announced this new partnership and, uh, you know, I, I, I'm kind of going into this one with a, you know, it's a PC building company and, you know, I like to think I did my research on it. You know, I haven't personally had a PC built by them, but I trust a lot of people that i do know that are partnered with them that have all given me great feedback and it was kind of a you know at this pros and cons list right and i'm going well i'm not going to try and shill people in my chat to go and buy a two thousand dollar pc right obviously that's that's like asking a lot of your viewers right but you need to shill to get them to gift you 100 subs yeah, exactly right but like <laughs> that's the, how you make the real money it's one of those things where you kind of have to weigh up the pros and cons and decide you know okay but there's other things that might come into into play with it and 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 weigh it all up and ultimately you make that decision but there's there's a lot going around uh because i think companies are like you say starting to be more aware that streamers are free advertising for for a lot a lot of it and for a sure. lot of these brands will require you to spend money as well because there's a lot of them they'll say well you know in order to be partnered with us you just have to go to our website and make a purchase of x amount of dollars or more and then we'll give you a code and you can make money and nine times out of ten you're not going to actually you're going to spend more money than you're going to make with these things so um be careful don't just go into rush into things 
is kind of the the thing I want to go through because um, particularly I think smaller creators that are just getting started are gonna be for lack of a better term more vulnerable to the to some predatory companies sure um not to say there's not good ones out there i i do think there's good ones out there. there's good opportunities out there um and you know just be wary i think is the the main thing because i've seen a lot of people get you know sucked in by the idea of like oh i'll be sponsored and that will make me somehow more legit and you know i, I feel i feel like it's a lot of the same way where people are very keen to just get into a stream team because it's it's validation but mm-hmm. like you as a streamer you're i mean if you're looking at it as a i want to make this a career like you're self-employed it's your business you don't need other brands to legitimize you does that make sense well i i I agree don't jump into it just for that sake because you know we've all had experience with that and it doesn't exactly go great so if you're going to go into one make sure that it's because you want to Mm -hmm. not just yeah (laughs) well because at the end of the day, if you look at it from one perspective, if for those individuals out there who are pursuant of trying to get these sponsorships because they feel like it will legitimize their channel, it will validate their experience as someone who is trying to, to, to do this you know, professionally or semi-professionally, um, it's what, what's, what's the outcome going to be? You're going to have maybe a lower third ad that pops up every so often on your stream. Maybe you have an information panel on your page, what have you. But like, if you're repping a brand that, and I'm not saying this as like, you should only try and get sponsored by Logitech. Do you know what I mean? Like you should only get sponsored by Acer, like yeah, big companies. I don't even use Logitech. But if you, <laughs> if you get sponsored Learn. by a company and it is not a company that your viewer base cares about or knows about. And really, if you're unless it's something that you yourself are passionate about endorsing, then like they'll say, oh, he is sponsored by such and such drinks company or he's sponsored by such and such mouse pad company. I don't need a mouse pad, you know, like or I don't need like that's cool. Like that's cool that you do the thing. But like it doesn't if it's unless you're already like reaching out to an audience that is in need of that thing. Um, and and also people are less likely to put blind faith into a product that they themselves don't really know that doesn't have recognition. So like, think about it. Who are you catering to? At best, you're catering to your loyal viewers who know you well and ha- you have earned their trust. So they're basically, you're leveraging your trust with those dedicated viewers to then double down on this product that they've never heard before, right? They don't know about XYZ mousepad company, you know, or XYZ drinks company. Um, But if you were sponsored by, you know, like, I don't know, Acer or something like that, people be like, oh, shit, I know that company, you know, like, and that's why I think even companies like Razer or like Razer Streamer, where it's like Razer is a company that is well known within the gaming community and to get affiliate sponsored whatever that whatever the fucking title is for them um that is a company that knows what it's doing because they are just getting free advertising because they are a household brand they will they will they will tap into that that the fact that they are a known quantity um and so it doesn't really take much on behalf of the streamer to to sell it 
here's, here's the thing with Razor, which I think a lot of people don't put together, or or certainly. So I looked into the Razor streamer thing when it first got announced because I wanted to read up on it. And to be a Razor streamer, you just had to have like you know you you had to have stuff in your chat or you had to have hashtag Razor streamer in your title or something. And they sort of dangled this thing of, well, we might host or raid people with that hashtag. And, you know, maybe once every few months we pick someone and they win a prize. But the main thing of being a Razor streamer was you got a discount on buying products. But, like, Razor knows that a big part of their target demographic for for customers are streamers, right? So what they're just doing is just offering this discount to any streamer, really, um which is just sales for them as well as that free advertising as well so they can mean they're really because it, it i think the 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 thought when you're being sponsored by a company is that you're advertising to your audience but really you're the audience in that case from razor they want you to buy shit <laughs> you <Yeah>. know <laughs> so it's interesting the reason i kind of brought it up was i had a message from somebody recently who just recently got affiliated they were excited about it um, but they kind of said, look, uh, what do I do now? Where do I go? What What's next? Right? Because, you know, I'm affiliated now. And they almost had this sense of, now that I'm affiliated, I need to do stuff. I need to improve my stream. I need to improve this. I need to do that. Blah, 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 blah. What, where do I start? Right? And that was kind of a tough question for me because I didn't really know how to answer that. Like what would you so ignoring the sponsorship thing for now right what would you have said to that if someone said look i've just got affiliated right now i mean they, they, i think they said you know i stream from a console with a laptop but i want to take my stream to the next level what do i do i mean i i would say they they you know work on your socials at that point you know work on things work on other platforms as we've talked about on the YouTube show YouTube shorts you know, anything that will expand your outreach beyond the platform, your primary platform is helpful. Um, I mean, low key, first off, just tell your friends and family about it. If it's something that you're not embarrassed to share with, you know, people in your life, tell those people about it. Tell them you're excited about it. Tell them when you're streaming, you know, tell them because they might show up in your chat. They would be early, easy supporters of you. I mean, Aunt Edna may not be like a hardcore Overwatch viewer, but like, you know, she might tell you sure someone a crispy snipe, <laughs> you know, in, in passing that, uh, you know, like their niece or nephew does streaming and somebody's like, I mean, there's so many instances where I have been somewhere, you know, like, I mean, pre COVID, you know, like you're, you're just at a, like a, a party or you're just out and about and somebody says oh yeah i've got a friend who uh works at such and such and you're like oh like, like that piques a personal interest with you like they mention a friend who's a tattoo artist and you're like oh where do they work like you know like and then you look them up on instagram and then maybe you're like oh shit their work is really dope like i want to get something done by them like those things really do happen that kind of um word of mouth networking is tried true and traditional um start with friends and family Tell them, tell them what you're about. Um, I'm going to pay then, for a local TV ad. I was just thinking you about should paying for a bus. Find a billboard. Bus ad. Find a billboard. Yeah. I'm going to pay for a bus highway. in a different city. <laughs> <laughs> that would be an interesting one. I'd like to actually, 
look at that like if you even have a moderate sized audience on youtube because i think that would make a banger video right paying for bus advertisements right so you get all the stuff designed you get it put on the side of a bus for however, however much period of time and then look at your stats to see if it makes an impact what, there, what there's is, a cost analysis there that needs to be looked at here's here's an even better idea what is the legal ramifications of just putting your own advertisements on a bus <laughs> just well they're stopped in oh, traffic lights even more interesting <laughs> video all of vandalism yeah um, i mean maybe cost reward you know let me let me check i'm gonna check what, what i can say is in the city of philadelphia there's actually a, a local municipal law against bandit signs uh they're called bandit signs because basically it'll be like we buy houses you know you know cash cash on hand or like yeah. you know like advertising whatever and it basically is usually some sort of um like you know corrugated plastic boarding that they've gone to a print shop and they just take a staple gun and a ladder and they go out and they put it like nine feet up so you can't like pull it down <laughs> and they just put it on telephone poles so it's it all over the city colorado as well okay well what's the what's the fine for it because well, if the, the fine is less than it costs to advertise <laughs> on a bus <laughs> <laughs> This is not I mean, official advice, by the way, for the podcast. No, ah, fuck it, whatever. Do what you want. Fuck the system. <laughs> but it's like, it's like, do I mean, do any of those? I, I I see them all the time when I'm driving in the city. Um, they're everywhere. Uh, a lot of them are for buying cars or houses. You know, cash, no questions asked, that kind of thing. And it's usually, you know, like people who are probably don't have a lot of scruples, and they're really just trying to like flip a house they're buying it on the cheap they're gonna use the flimsiest materials possible and they're gonna flip it um but the thing is is that like i drive past these and i think like do anyone does anyone really fucking call these numbers i mean like some of them are just you know paint paint pen you know on a sign that's like nailed up to a fucking telephone pole that just doesn't seem you know trustworthy but i mean like you know i, I guess people go for it I, I, I do oh my God. think it's... inflatable it... displays are only a $30 fee. All right. Fine. Like, okay. I, I do In Colorado. Think yeah. I'm just start putting inflatable signs everywhere. I think it's interesting. And I, I always, I do think it would be a, a really fun experiment and, and lead to a decent YouTube video of, of taking old school advertising and applying it to today's media with, with Twitch streams. The other thought I had was just getting a bumper sticker that says, how's my driving? And then my Twitch link hmm. underneath. And then just driving around, cutting people off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just to see It's a reaction. $30 permit, not a fine. Oh, okay. Okay. Fuck buses. What if, yeah. okay. What, what if, what if new hypothetical, you have a series of signs that accidentally that you have permits for that accidentally get attached to a passing bus through a series of like strings and Rattling levers and yeah. yeah. Double-sided. They tape. can't Plungers. prove that you did it. It was a weird act of vandalism from somebody else for your paid for permit signs. Mm. And then they just somehow got welded to the side of the bus well, can I can I also just point out, and again, this falls into the category of uh, we do not endorse. Please don't do this. Do it is um, is like does anyone remember? I mean, in the early two thousand, street teams were a big big deal. You would join a street team for a company, and street team was basically like you would maybe get a discount code that you could use for like either whatever the merchandise it was, be it clothing, drinks, you know, skateboards, what have you. 
And a lot of these street teams were basically, they would send you uh, an envelope full of stickers, you know, vinyl stickers, um, and they would maybe give you a code for something, um, or maybe they would send you something small that's free. And in exchange for that, you were just to fucking slam those everywhere on the subway, on, you know, stop signs, you name it. It's like that Rise Against video. Like, and, and also there was a lot of like, a lot of these street team campaigns were done by, you know, major companies, Adidas. Like you'd, I would walk around Philly and there'd be stencil spray painted on the sidewalk um, of, you know, for this company or that company. And it's like that stuff. When I worked at the library, that happened. Um, people like, you know, Eve's not calling it vandalism, but they um, advertised on the side of our library. Advanced advertisement aggressive marketing they aggressively yeah, marketed aggressive <laughs> they aggressively marketed uh the the release of their new album on the side of our uh like uh, 112 year old library um i wasn't really pleased about having to deal with that um active advertising <laughs> but i mean like yeah i, I like i i think actually even though condi's made that joke about like how's my driving and putting your twitch link on there like that kind of shit's joke? actually funny. Like, I think that would be <laughs> joke. Oh, sorry, it wasn't a joke. It's a serious <laughs> idea. Um, I actually think that's kind of super clever. I mean, like, because think about like how often you've at least I have seen like you know Reddit pages for various you know like video game franchises, and like somebody will post a funny picture under one of those where it's like, especially it was big with Destiny, where like people would take a picture at a stoplight. And they would be like, you know, I found a fellow warlock out there. And like, it's because somebody had some window decal, you know, on their car indicating such and such. Like people who are in the know get excited about that kind of shit. When you see like the random out in the wild that has their Moments of Triumph shirt on and you're like, hey, you know, like you're you're too Moments of Triumph. Like, yeah, nice. like that that kind of stuff does actually lead to conversation sometimes like i was at the fucking pharmacy picking up medication for my wife my wife my and, wife um i was wearing a destiny t-shirt and guys like so uh what's your main you play hunter or and like we, he was just ringing me up at the register uh but then we got to talk of talking about it and it was just me and the pharmacist shooting shit about destiny at the time um so that that kind of thing i think can be a conversation starter even though it seems like a very low effort kind of way to get the stuff out there but to circle back to Condi's question you've hit affiliate what should you do beyond telling your friends and family and the people you care about that you're excited about this new opportunity for yourself get on your socials and work your socials like we've talked about you know and invest in a t-shirt gun YouTube yeah. shorts a hundred percent oh yeah and a t-shirt gun and, and just in, indiscriminately fire it out of the bus as the bus yes. drives around the city Buses, I think, are really into the bus. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think buses are really the strong backbone of a good advertising campaign. I think either there's yeah. a there's a built-in series of YouTube videos here. Like I'll start out door to door, right? Let's go people's doors, knock <laughs> knock on the door. Hey, suit tie briefcase. Hand out leaflets, right? <laughs> the other one, I'll stand in the middle of a city center with a clipboard, and just harass people. <laughs> Have you heard about our Lord and Savior, Condi Fly? Switched on television, uh, yes. Like, <laughs> there's a, you just work your way up, right? And it, it ends with, like, buses and, like, billboards. It's, it's yeah. a million-dollar idea. 
telling you, you make that into a YouTube series, it's going to cost a lot of upfront investment. <laughs> <laughs> How much does it cost to do a billboard? In it might, it might uh, backfire. But uh, I, I honestly, if I if I had the the capital, I'd a hundred percent make that video. <laughs> so just funny. find just find like some sort of like, uh, you know, like GoPro cam Russian parkour uh building climber dude to like go up and like drop a banner off of a building for you. You know, they get content for their crazy YouTube channel. You get content for your Twitch channel. You know, or I can find the building out. myself. One yeah one thousand to five thousand dollars a month in colorado for a general billboard advertisement yeah but at a prime that intersection seems worth it probably not i'm just thinking of uh the office when uh, andy gets all the billboards put up and they all get vandalized <laughs> <laughs> i'm just imagining that but um yeah i think i think that's i really think there's something there i think it's interesting i mean obviously we all know you know self-promotion on twitch and things is like it's a big no-no and you know it's hard to advertise your stream i think nowadays because so many people are making content you know obviously reddit's big against self-promotion you can't really self-promote in chat i've like just out of curiosity joined a couple of uh like facebook groups and there was, you know, one I joined that was meant to just be like, hey, let's, this is just for people to talk about Twitch. And I was like, this sounds interesting. The whole thing is just, hey guys, I'm live. Come and check out my stream. Follow for follow, follow for follow, follow for follow. <laughs> it's all rubbish, right? And, you know, the best way to kind of advertise your stream frustratingly is kind of by not advertising it and just taking clips or making content or making videos to try and drive people to you. But you know i feel like there's something there there's some way to advertise that people haven't thought of that would work you know how they do timeshares for like properties so okay we all invest in a property that we can do a timeshare on and then when we do our spiel at the end instead of saying hey this is how you invest in this it's like hey uh have you gone to our twitch (laughs) exactly and they're trapped there for an hour they have to listen to us we can show them clip highlights (laughs) It's like a retreat as well. Yeah. We have to bust out the zero strategy credit card and get to work on that. After a second, I thought you were going to say we all just split a third of a uh, billboard. (gasps) We split the cost. Yeah. And then just like do three sections of a billboard. One billboard, but three advertisements. Have you ever been stuck in one of those timeshare things, though? Yes. No. Yeah. Really? That's, That's the only vacation that Ezra and I have ever been on. It was up to Breckenridge, Colorado. It was very nice. Everything was lovely. It was completely paid for. And they're like, well, you just have to do, you have to look at our stuff at the end. It's like, yeah, okay, sure. And we go there and they're talking to us. It's like, so do you have interest in this? It's like, honestly, no, we just came here for the free stuff. They're like, okay, well, I'm going to still do my spiel. And then, like, by the end of it, they seemed to be actually pissed that we legitimately only went there for free stuff and we're not going to buy anything. That blows my mind. It's like, we, I, I was upfront with you. The whole time, you didn't Lauren have to do I, the spiel. Lauren and I did that for um, free uh, free airline tickets. <laughs> it's worth it. It was awful. I think it, no, it was. Oh, it I was think not, it was absolutely. Worth it. We we had three days completely paid for, and we just had to sit through an hour. Oh no, this it is like nice. four hours. Four hours at like a strip mall. Like oh, gross. Uh, yeah, no, that's not worth it. No, you got bamboozled. <laughs> free airline tickets though. 
How much were the airline tickets otherwise? We didn't. You had to jump through hoops to even get the tickets. We ended well, up. Well, it was like, just a waste of our time. The oh. whole thing was a waste of our time. I was going to say, like, <laughs> if you compare your hourly wage at the time to how much the, the tickets were, it could have been worth your time. Like, oh, I wouldn't have made this much, you know, working. I'm, I'm going to stop so you the there, Eve, and for... I'm going to agree with my wife in that today's I'll episode laugh. really is off the rails. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we don't really have topics today, so that's how it has yeah. to go. I like it. It's fine. We're just we're just vibing, you know? I I think that like think about how, you know, think about like a um a band that, you know, the people who are doing this, you know, like they do, you know, like mini mini tours or they're releasing their own album, like self-published material. Like how do those folks advertise? I mean, again, it's it's friends, it's word of mouth, it's making, you know, it, it's making inroads on the internet with social media hubs. Uh, I think for anyone who's genuinely pursuant of trying to grow, you just really have to think about, like, why, I mean, beyond the monetary gain, like, why do you want people to come to your channel? What is it that you feel strongly about sharing about yourself? And what do you think you do well and really like focus on that so i mean is is chat interaction your thing is um you know like top quality like s tier gameplay your thing like what what is it is it are you an artist or a musician and you're showcasing that other talent through this medium of live stream like why are you so interested in growth and and what do you find most compelling about your own streams? And then just leverage that um, and, and find new ways to do it. Because like there's eventually if you just and also take a page from what other people are doing, like canvas the room, figure out what space are you occupying with other people also on the platform? Like some of the most standout people that I've seen that do stuff on Twitch that that isn't gaming related, you know, are people, there's plenty of people who do arts and music on Twitch, but you know, there's, you can find tons and tons of channels where people just do cover songs. And then you can find tons of, you know, channels where people just only do original music and think about like, which one of those is maybe more compelling. I mean, if you can go to multiple channels and, you know, find multiple people playing guitar and they're all just doing requests and cover songs from chat, that doesn't, unless there's something else about their stream that really makes them stand out, that's going to be a harder sell or maybe a steeper hill to climb than say someone who is only composing original music live, you know, on stream. Um, <coughs> because people find that interesting and, and, and it does set you apart. Nobody's doing what you're doing, but you. Mm. Um, and in terms of like using the medium and leveraging the technology, like um, there's a, a a channel called Tom Draws, and it's interesting because the 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 stream is this guy with like a drawing tablet and his monitor and a camera. I mean, he's basically you know he's got a backdrop. He's in his office and like he's streaming. He's talking to chat. But then what it also comes down to is he's done all this behind the scenes rigging with a um, like a digital character that when he moves his tablet, moves his cursor, it moves like this like like um uh, imaginary arm and pencil for this this cartoon this caricature so he has a character that he created for his 
stream. And that character is the one doing the drawing. It's really this guy, Tom, but like, as he talks, like the character talks. So like, he's got, he's utilized like face capture technology and he has like a very complicated stream deck where basically he's a puppeteer and he's puppeteering this character doing drawing. And so like, he's, you know, like that's uh, to me, in my mind, this guy's doing original artwork on stream. But what sets him apart for me is like he's he's come up with something really novel. Mm. Um, not everyone's going to be able to come up with that, you know, like million dollar idea. But you should you should try to find out what excites you and and just think about what is is the same thing that excites you. What excites your viewers? And if so, that makes your job easy or easier. Uh, and if you, what excites you doesn't excite your viewers, then maybe you just need to kind of condition the channel better so that you can really like kind of get that energy across um, in a different way. Mm. I find it really interesting that you mentioned like going back a little bit from what you said, you mentioned like bands and like how bands and, and music uh, artists at a, at a very grassroots small level like promote themselves. It's probably something that Eve's got a lot of experience with as well. But I remember like back in the day, that was like a big thing. Like, um and you'd have bands that would put their stickers everywhere i mean my local town's still covered in stickers from like local bands and stuff um but one thing i remember uh vividly from from back then was that you know obviously the whole thing was social media and this was my first time really digging into social media when i was making music uh, and trying to get people to like the page on facebook and click the links to go and stream the, the songs and things and one of the big things i i remember was another band of that we were friends with um that made sort of similar music released an ep and it did very very well a lot of people listened to it a lot of people checked them out and they had this period of hype where they had a lot of people come to the shows and they were doing great and we released an ep and we did all we could to market it and it just didn't we didn't get that same level and we spoke to them and they said and i, I will always remember what they said they said it does not matter how much work you put in to promote it if you release music without having a pr company helping you you're wasting your time and we looked into it and there's like i, I mean it's maybe different now this is god 10 15 years ago now but local bands that we knew used to hire pr companies when they were releasing music and these pr companies would put all this work to get them into magazines and you know they would work together videos put on like kerrang if you remember kerrang on used to be on the tv i don't even know if it still is um and they were extremely expensive but they would help signal boost that quite a bit and it really i remember really thinking that the the, the vast difference between a band trying to do it by themselves and just forking out the money to get this pr firm to actually do that job um, because they obviously have their contacts and they know what they're doing. I think something like that doesn't work for Twitch, you know? Um, there are companies like that for streamers, but I don't know the, I don't know the, the margins for how much it costs. I feel like that there are, yeah, you're, I think at the more top end, these PR companies yeah. that help you get deals and sponsors and that are spe very specific for live stream content. Yeah. There's, uh, there's a couple in Europe and there's a few in North America um it's it's the equivalent of like if like stream if, if if like joining a stream team is like the grassroots like throwing your sticker you know up in the the bathroom stall the local pub <laughs> you know 
like these companies are the equivalent of what Connie's talking about as like professional organizations that basically are reps for you. You pay into it and then they, you know, you are, they have a, uh, they have an umbrella of services that they can kind of hook you up with. Um, I just don't know the margins on that because it's, it's, I think it is because it's still a wild west, at least as, as it pertains to live streaming. Um, those companies like are a little opaque about like what the pricing is because I'm sure it differs very much from person to person and what level of service they offer. Hmm. The to kind of look back at like the marketing side of it, there is obviously I would almost say the sort of bottom level, the the place to start. It, it is somewhat easy to pay to promote a post on Twitter or Facebook or even I don't know if you saw TikTok now does that as well. I got a thing on TikTok the other day saying like, hey, you can pay to promote this post. And I looked mm. at it. It I, I went as far in the process as I could to see kind of how expensive it's going to be. Like it's it costs a fair bit of money. It's not cheap. Um, but you can, I don't, I, I haven't really ever done it. I think I promoted some I, posts I on Facebook. I see, I see the promotions all the time from other people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> gotta be because I'd get a post that's like spaghetti 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 it's like this is a sponsored post like what the fuck is going on now <laughs> yeah it's it's bizarre i i i used to see them a lot on and i don't i don't use facebook a lot i, I have facebook and i scroll through it every so often i don't post anything on there facebook i used to get only for arguing with boomers yes yeah i know i know eve i see it all <laughs> but um, i see posts come up from now and every now and then they're sponsored but to me, they never have a lot of interactions, right? They're pushed to my feed and it's always somebody. And I, I'm trying to think of the nicest way to put this. It's like the most low effort post. They've got one of those um, like profile pictures or icons. You know, the one where there's like a cartoon version of them or maybe it's an an animal and it has their name and text written over it and they're like the most you know the super generic gaming logos and it's that yeah. and it says hey guys like a high school sports team exactly and it says ah, i stream call of duty come by and say hi and then just a link to the channel and i always see these promoted and there was one i remember that got pushed into my feed every day for like two weeks and it had one like and one comment and it was somebody just saying follow my stream and their link in the comment and i think to to boost that post because on as far as facebook's concerned i am that target audience because i facebook knows i look at twitch facebook knows i watch twitch right so they're like well this person's perfect to push this post to but obviously i have no interest in that and it's so hard because i think particularly with facebook people that are interested in twitch on facebook I'm going to probably say are mostly other creators. And I think like we mentioned with hover a while ago, it's difficult to grow a stream by promoting to other people that also are trying to stream. You know, the reason that we, that we were saying hover is maybe not off to the best start is because it's all just other streamers that are there. So you're just showing, and I mean, there's something to be said for that. It's not, it's not the worst thing. Cause I mean, I would say a, most of the people that are in my chat every day are also streamers. You know, uh, most of the people that watch our, our podcast here in chat are also streamers, right? And that's, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's very difficult. And I, f- I feel like there's no way paying for these sponsored posts on social media are, are actually paying off. And I wonder if there's a right way to do it. 
and i almost want to experiment with it and do a post on tiktok versus a post on facebook and see where the interaction leads and kind of just play around with it just to see but the tiktok one it was weird because it literally made me choose like what's your objective with this campaign do you want to get more views do you want to get more clicks on your website do you want to get more likes like and it, it and i don't know what their different in their difference of marketing strategy is based on those options um but i'm, I'm kind of curious to test out tiktok's one although anytime i see an ad on tiktok i immediately skip it but i'm curious uh how that works i also think that at the end of the day you have to consider what what subject matter are you using for the advertisement itself right because in the context of a Kanye's example of someone who you know it's their logo and maybe a, a little flat 2d static banner of some graphic that goes with their channel and saying hey come check me out on twitch you are not offering any example or sample of like what you do whereas like something like instagram or tiktok or youtube shorts like those things, I mean, that's why photographers were so big into Instagram. You know, that's why so many of these like lifestyle brand, you know, like uh, lifestyle coach kind of influencer people are big, you know, on on things like Instagram because they're showing a direct sample of what they're offering, right? Like in regards to TikTok or YouTube shorts, it's great for streamers because you can put up a 30 second to minute long clip of your gameplay. And that gameplay is either going to showcase either your skill, your humor, uh, your creativity, whatever it may be, you're imbuing a piece of what you're offering um, from that live experience to a potential viewer, to a prospective viewer. Um, but like, I feel like a bus advertisement, you know, you see bus advertisements, you know, often maybe for a restaurant and maybe it like will showcase like a very art artfully taken photo of, of food. Then you're like, oh, that fucking looks really good, you know, or like here in the city, I, I often think of like, you know, I see adverts for like the Philadelphia Art Museum and it'll be like an exhibit that's coming. Right. But like they'll show you work of what you can expect to see. Like it is the promise uh, and potential of what you can expect to find when you go out of your way to follow up with the ad. Um, I think advertisements where like a band sticker where it's just your band's name and a really cool font that you slap up there does fuck all. Or if it's like, a metal it, band because... where you can't read it. <laughs> you it know does, there's words yeah, there, but it just you can't read it because it does it does fuck all because it's like it might be a cool logo and that's all that it is it gives you no impression of of what it is um and i think you have to th you have to consider whatever your means of outreach that what you are putting forth should in some way give people a, an inkling or a taste of what they can expect when they come to your channel even if it is something funny like if condi had how's my driving you know uh please please call and then it's just a link to twitch instead of a phone number like it says two things i think that idea is brilliant for for a couple reasons one it it showcases that he has a sense of humor um he's self-aware about like sort of like the the cultural zeitgeist of like these how are my driving stickers so, like he's riffing on something like he's making he's taking the piss out of these stickers at the same time he's demonstrating his sense of humor 
And for people who are already in the know who might recognize the Twitch logo, like I would I would probably not put like the Condi Fly logo. Like I would just straight up, you know, put like a, a variant of like the Twitch logo or something and then, you know, make the bumper sticker purple and then have your Twitch link. Like I'm because totally people doing who <laughs> totally like doing that, that would be fucking smart because because it. It's like what it what is he selling in that moment? He's selling the comedy. He's selling the humor. That's his example. That's the buy-in. Um so, you know, but we have a comment in chat. Advertising isn't the thing you should start with. You need to start by making sure your value proposition is something that people like and are willing to pay for. And I I I, I yeah, a hundred percent. If you have a channel that is poor production value for audio, poor production value for video, poor production value for your, you know, your accompanying graphics. Um, you're not comfortable talking to chat. If you're, if you, if you get anxious and nervous, like, you know, it, when you get a raid, like all of those things are going to be impediments that are going to hold you back from growth. And some of that is just going to be like uh, growing pains that come with practice. You're only going to get over that and, and improve by way of experience and kind of working your way through it. Um, so I don't think that, I think that, you know, focusing on what you do and what you do well and trying to continue to refine that and do, and, and do it better, um, and make, and think about like, do that comparative research of how you stand out in the marketplace, like improve your core product first and then worry about like the advertising later. Um, yeah. but what you can do in the interim are very low effort things like, make clips you know i the thing that i'm going to do after the podcast is every week i have a day or two where i have a button on my stream deck and i press it and every time something either really funny or amazing happens uh, or notable i hit that button it leaves a little mark on my timeline um for that vod i go back through all my vods the week and i i don't have to scrub through them i don't have to rewatch them i just jump straight to that marker and then i you know, I maybe cut back and forth a couple minutes just to see like where the sweet spot is. And I cut all my clips. Um, and th that content then becomes TikTok and YouTube and stuff that gets shared on my Discord and stuff that makes it into channel trailers and things like that. Like that content um, is already was already on my channel. I just needed to archive it and then repackage it and repurpose it. Yep. Um, Reusing the contents. Huge. Absolutely huge. I think like, yeah, when you when it comes down to it, um i think a lot of people nowadays that are on twitch or, or are youtube viewers are quite uh switched on when it comes to ads right and a lot of times i know for me again if i see a an ad i'm not going to click on it most of the time if i see it on tiktok i'm going to skip right past it whatever right I, I think people are kind of aware of that i think what grog is saying is absolutely right make the most of those little moments because you know what even if you finish the stream and think oh well maybe it wasn't the best stream today if you got one or two good clips out of it throw them up online because you never know what could happen something could still come of that those could still do good views so as long as you're doing something with that content in my mind the most wasteful thing you can do with your time is to do an eight-hour stream and then not use any of that content to promote yourself elsewhere because at the end of the day that's what those are one of the tips that i heard a long long time ago was that you know you make youtube videos and you make clips and you think of those as employees that are out there working for you promoting you and you know the the, the to give yourself the best chance possible you should be taking those things and trying to do as much as you can 
with the content you've already made, you've made that content, it's there. So show it to as many people as you can. You know, I, I always think that making clips and, you know, particularly uh, if you can learn to edit your clips for like a vertical format, right, which all three of us do, then they can go great on TikTok. But also you can post them on YouTube and YouTube shorts. It takes two extra seconds to just upload that to YouTube instead. Um, you know, like we said at the start, Eve's posting three a day. I'm doing one a day on YouTube shorts and some of the views are coming in are, are insane. I mean, it's really good and, and you should be doing it. And like I say, then that way, even if, well, okay, I streamed for eight hours today and oh, well, I my follower count went down from when I started and maybe you're feeling a bit down about that because we all have those days, but at least you've got some other content to then go out there and promote, which might help you in future streams. Um, to go right back to the start, which was the, you know, I've just made affiliate, what do I do now? Which is something we have talked about before. My advice that I gave to this person at the time was just baby steps. There is no need to suddenly, now that you're affiliate, I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna spend thousands and I'm gonna buy all this equipment and do that. That That is, I mean, if you wanna do that, then absolutely. I'm not gonna tell you that that's wrong, but there's no obligation or, or need to do that. I think small improvements, you know, watch back your stream. What could be better? What is that one thing I could do today that will make next stream a little bit better? And just do I that. I was going to say the same thing. thing. Watch your own content. Mm -hmm. You know, if you do an eight hour stream, don't, you don't have to watch the whole eight hours. But like, you know, if you, if you watch your first 20 minutes of just chatting, your first 20 minutes of easing into the stream and chat interaction watch if you're playing a game that is remotely competitive watch us a, a segment of that watch maybe 40 minutes of of you playing you know what was your posture like what's the lighting like how's the audio is the music too soft like literally just take a notepad and sit there and bullet point out like be critical and not as like oh i hate my voice or i hate the way that shirt makes me look or you know like whatever you know, it's easy to be critical of ourselves in a way that is not constructive, but put a, put your constructive critical thinking hat on and, and really take a hard look objectively at what would you notice if you were an impartial viewer? What would stand out to you if this is like a focus group? You know, um, their microphone is way too hot. It's clipping. Um, whenever they speak, the their teammates are just as loud as them. I can't hear the streamer for want of people in the background. You know, that kind of stuff. And then look into solutions. Just Google solutions of like, how do I get myself to sound better in the mix? How do I how do I do this or that? You know, like, and also watch other people's content the same way. So if there's someone whose channel you admire, I'm not saying go and like steal their overlay, you know, or Dude, steal their steal artwork. Their overlay. Steal their like, identity, become them. Yeah, kill Tim the Tatman. Become <laughs> Tim the Tatman. Um, I already have the dent in my head, so that's problem there. solved. I'm halfway there. Um, I think though that like look at the people that you like. Why do you like them? Is it because they have good banter? Is it because they are skillful at what they play? Is it because their artwork's amazing? Is it all of the above? And then think about like, well, if if it is all of the above, where can you start most simply? Chances are it's going to be something to do with um, tweaking settings for your stream. 
It's going to be adjusting the bitrate quality of your stream. It's going to be adjusting your audio. You can, the audio is the fucking devil and you'll spend the rest of your life from now until forever trying to perfect audio because it's just so fickle, but like get good audio and, and you don't need a, a crazy, like you don't need anything more than like a $70 microphone like to, to get good audio, but there's lots of processing that you can add. There's lots of things that you can do. And the thing is, is that ironically, the, the, the bit that's going to be your friend here is places like YouTube, where other content creators have made it their job to make videos for, you know, Adobe Suite, you know, for After Effects, for, for Premiere, for OBS, for you name it, somebody's made a guide on it. Somebody out there already, you know, the idea of content creation um, and, and curating content for an online audience, you know, like well predates you know stream platforms like twitch or you know mixer rip or facebook gaming or youtube like like those things people were putting that stuff out there on the internet because they wanted to um and then they figured out a way to monetize it you can do that too you, you can you can tap that resource you know um so i just think that start small and just watch your own stuff Mm -hmm. And don't try to compare like I'm only getting X number of viewers and so and so is is doing a stream that is of the same or lesser quality and they're getting twice as many viewers because that's not going to be healthy, you know, um, and I think a lot of us are guilty of that. I'm guilty of that. You know, I, I, I see some people streaming to a thousand people and they're it's the it's the fucking lowest effort for stream. Their audio is jank like they have no overlay, <laughs> you know, like there's no. They've not put in any of the work to sort out these finer details uh, that improve the craft of what they're of what they're doing. And yet they're still pulling in, you know, maybe 10 times as many viewers. Yeah. The why's and the how's of I mean, a lot of that can just be luck, could be networking. I think you know. it's also it can also be looked at in a positive light, which is that, you know, if the content you're making is is good enough and enjoyable enough, mm -hmm. then you can also still i mean because again i know that i see a lot of people that say well uh you know i want to get better streaming but like i don't have this expensive pc or i can't afford a better microphone and it's like summit 1g used a fucking headset microphone for years you know xqc mm -hmm. i'm pretty sure has the same webcam i have which is the same one i've had for years right now granted yes those are people who've been on the platform a very long time since it was original and you know they obviously were able to grow when it was a much much smaller place but um yeah obviously yes there's definitely something to be said for great quality streams and having all the fancy um you know polish to it you know i, I enjoy watching streamers that have put that work in to do these things i mean all the stuff that eve's been doing recently with liar and board like she's gone so deep into the matrix with this shit i don't understand it and i never hope to understand it but I, I appreciate watching people who do it. But I also think that there's still no, you know, at the end of the day, <laughs> this might sound harsh, but if you're boring and not interacting with your chat, spending thousands and thousands and thousands on all this gear is not going to suddenly get you viewers at the same time. Yeah. Which I think, and there's... I think you can look at that in a good way as well, right? And I, I think with a lot of these streamers, there's a lot that you can't tell just from like a small snapshot. Because, like, there is. There's all this background work, and we all know that. Yeah. So, yeah. Absolutely. 
Aiden asked in chat, how do we think of the idea that everybody can stream, but not everybody can stream to an audience? I think that's a truism. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I, everyone, everyone can be an artist and everyone can be a musician, but not everyone's going to be able to do it, you know, for an audience. And that, that's just, that's just tr truth. And, and that doesn't mean that you either can or can't, it's not a binary. It's, it's, you can, it is a muscle. You can flex it. You can improve upon it. You can learn, you know, to perform for an audience. Um, but it's like, I, I do think that everyone has the raw building blocks and the potential. It's just a question of whether you want to put, if, if it's something that doesn't come naturally, because let's be honest, some people we know, everyone knows someone who is incredibly gifted and talented, uh, be it maybe they're a gifted orator, maybe they're a gifted um, painter, maybe they're a gifted musician. They can, you know, you know, people who it's like, oh, not only do they play bass, guitar and drums, but they also play this other thing, too. They could sit. Oh, I dabble in piano. You know, people who know who are multilingual, who can, you know, flip easily uh, between languages like. For some people, things will be natural. And for them, that education and growth will be pretty straightforward. Um, then for some of us, we really want it, but we don't know how to get there. And that's that's a struggle because it's like sometimes you just don't have the teacher, you know, to show you. You don't have good examples around you. You don't, you know, have a support system there for you. And it will be harder. Um, I do think, though, that streaming is not going to be for everybody. And I think that you have to... I think that probably the most critical thing about live streaming or any sort of performative art, um, gymnastics, music, you name it, whatever it is, you have to put yourself in the position of the viewer. You have to think about the audience. You, you have to step outside yourself and consider what it is to sit in the crowd. Um, and part of that starts with you looking at your own content. Um, and, and, and again, that's what I mean by being critical in an objective sense about what do you want to see and what do you think others want to see? And even just, and if you don't know, run a poll. Like I I've, I've recently had some success, like doing questionnaires, making a Google form, making it as simple and streamlined as possible, but really trying to find out what, what do people want to see on stream rather than just asking chat openly, Hey, what do you guys want to see next? Because like you get useful information but it's not as actionable sometimes as like doing a survey where i'm having people like rate games either uh on a one to five scale like what are they most interested in least interested to see and that kind of stuff has been illuminating um so data yeah collect collect data i mean and it doesn't have to be collecting data from other people you can just collect data on yourself but um yeah i think just you know, and we've said on the podcast before, be true to yourself. Don't don't conjure a personality that isn't genuine. Um, unless you have the energy and willpower to do it. Because I mean, some people, you know, stand up comedians or politicians or celebrities or actors like there are plenty of people who have a contrived personality. You know, it is not they're 110 percent extra. And and some of that is because they're putting on a show. But that also takes a lot of work and effort and takes a lot of um, 
strength of character and also strength of resources to be able to sustain that. If that's not something you can realistically do, you're setting yourself up for failure by trying to, you know, conjure this identity that isn't you yeah. or at least isn't partially you. Uh, just real quick, I wanted to kind of respond because I know we talked about it before going live, but Knight was asking our thoughts on the day off Twitch on September 1st. So mm -hmm. to just explain a little bit about that, we've talked the last couple of weeks about the, the situation going on with hate raids and stuff on, on Twitch right now. And really, uh, it's a big problem. There's a lot of, you know, malicious bot attacks going around. Um, see, I, I had a bot attack. I wouldn't call it a hate raid, but it was just vaguely threatening where bots just started spamming, we never forgive, we never forget. Which was a little, like, I don't know what I did to, uh, you know, but somebody's on to me, clearly. I know Eve, <laughs> Eve sadly, you know, been the victim of, or the target of some of these raids. Luckily, Eve's a Four badass. Four of them so far since we uh, yeah. talked about it last time. It's it's yeah. obviously a big problem. Um, I can't, personally, because I, I've not been a target of it, and I, I'm not qualified to you know really as a person i can see that this is shit and it's horrible and i fully empathize with people that are feeling unsafe on the platform that's horrible and it, it needs to be dealt with and i know that twitter's all over the place with hot takes and and just it's shitty it's really really shitty and as yeah. as of now all twitch has been able to say is we're working on it you know, mm -hmm. and people are getting frustrated because they're not giving a solution yet, and they keep saying, "Oh, we're we're working on it, we're working on it." But right now, people are still having to deal with these attacks. Uh, so the day off Twitch is a, a movement that uh, Grog only just made me aware of. I don't know if you want to explain the the idea behind it. So, um, basically, it is a um, a sit-in, effectively, um, rather. Then stream that particular day. Uh, people are trying to use social media to organize uh, various streamers to simply not stream that day, um, so as to you know hit Twitch in its pocket um, from a revenue perspective. And if enough people take the day off, um, that they're hoping that by accompanying it, by having that action accompany the message that Twitch Twitch do better was a hashtag. Um, that is re related to this um, a day off Twitch. Uh, the two are intrinsically related. Um, Twitch do better is is really a call to arms from um, people who um, themselves have maybe not been affected, but are trying to ally and support those um, minority voices and those uh, vulnerable voices within the community that have been the target of hate raids. Um, and sometimes that advert, that, that, that hashtag has allowed people to be more targeted. Um, I know that, uh, you know, Eve was the subject, you know, Eve could speak to this. Um, she was the subject of various hate raids, as she said, she's, it's been four so far, but one of them came, um, right when you, uh, uh, you, you had that hashtag as part of your stream title. Nope. Um, no, it wasn't. Nope. They used it in the bot attack. Every ah, they used it. That's it. right. Okay, yeah. they, they used it in yeah. the chat. They, they came through the LGBTQ tag. Uh, there you I go. I know that because it went from like thirty percent of people who found my stream through tags to seventy yeah. overnight. So it's like, yeah. yeah, okay, that's where you came from. But really, um, it's just this 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 thing on September first is really uh, 
I, I have I have mixed feelings on it. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't mean mixed feelings as though I disapprove, because I think, you know, if, if people want to to try this as a as a tactic and a means to send a message, then fucking go for it. Like, you know, uh, like peaceful protest and protests in general um, has a proven track record of of grabbing the attention of those, you know, in power or running a, a organization and making them have to address it. Um, I think my concern is right now it it my worry is is it for a good cause yes unquestionably it does twitch need to um provide more of a concrete response in terms of how they're going to address hate raids in the future yes my concern though is that this the the september 1st thing is pretty toothless because there's no list of demands there's no list of there's nothing attached to it it is just a hashtag and the promise that people will take the day off yeah. Now, I, yeah. Go ahead, Eve. From 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 my perspective, I don't like. I can understand why people would want to, but in my mind, it almost feels like it would be giving the people who are doing these raids a win. What they want, because yeah. now all these people are no longer on there. Just like I know a lot of people are not using the tags anymore, and that's it's fine. Uh, if, if you know that you can't handle that, don't don't put yourself through that. But I don't feel like I feel like it's getting bullied off of expressing myself. And I spent like 30 fucking years in the closet just about. And I'm not going to go back and start pretending that I'm someone I'm not. So if they want to come in, it's easy to press a button and make some ad revenue off of them. Like the people who came through with the last hate raid, they got two messages through. And I was like, "Mm." (laughs) yeah, you were ready for it. I, I, I think Eve's, um, Eve's response is something that I would like to to stand behind myself and 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 suggest that I I firmly am with her in in looking at this situation and this September first thing because it makes me think back to um, more than a year ago uh, in the wake of uh, George Floyd's death uh, and Black Lives Matter protests uh, during that summer. Um, that, that happened just after his death, that there was a uh, call, a, a similar call to action um, on Twitter, uh, on Twitter for both uh, Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook gaming to have what was called Blackout Tuesday um, as a protestation that companies were not doing enough to speak out against um, uh, hate crime and um, you know racial discrimination. And at the time, you know, the concern was that pretty much any organized body or system has issues with racial discrimination. Every workplace pretty much does. Uh, doesn't matter where you are in the world. Every business organization, you know, struggles with sex with uh, sexual discrimination as well as racial discrimination and profiling. And this Blackout Tuesday thing was an idea that like take a stand, let the screens go dark, right? And at the time, that that thing I saw in part was was it was a mixture of different bodies organizing behind this this plan. Uh, but there was a strong number of prominent um, black voices and, and persons of color who were saying, why would we go offline? We are just silencing ourselves in that regard. We should be online. More people should be online. We should be changing the narrative and talking about what we want to see. Like this is the opportunity to 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 do something actionable. 
like uh stepping out as a boycott boycotts yes can work they can serve a purpose but in the context of stepping out from a a social media platform where you can spread a message you can share imagery you can amplify your voice that's that's almost the antithesis of of what we should be doing and so it got me thinking this this whole September first thing got me thinking about Blackout Tuesday. Now, I'm not someone who is been a target of hate raids. I'm not someone who has been, you know, um, I'm not their demographic for people to target. Um, my solution on Blackout Tuesday was I went ahead with Blackout Tuesday. I just ran a 24 hour stream where I wasn't in it. My chair was empty. I had a cardboard sign that had lists to orgs where you could donate or and or find out information about how to support Black Lives Matter. And I I broadcast um, 24 hours of TED Talks featuring persons of color and um, uh, public recordings of Angela Davis, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, you know, um, Maya Angelou, etc. And I amplified their voices for 24 hours because that's all I could do as an ally, right? Because I'm not qualified to speak on it. I think on September 1st, I'm still going to stream and I'm going to talk about it, just like as we're talking about it here, because that's that's all I can do, because I do think that Eve's right. I think that like. Go like it's not the same as a company. Who. Is, you know, wrong, like the target of some wrongdoing, and then you just boycott the product like, you know, Nabisco does, you know, Nabisco is doing fucked up stuff right now. Boycott Nabisco. Um, but we're not talking about that. Like we're, we're talking about we want Twitch to to to. To be more aggressive in finding a way to combat these bot attacks and these these spam accounts. Um, they say they're working on it and listening. And here's the thing is that it comes down to faith in the company. The people who are most concerned don't have faith in Twitch. I'm not saying I have more or less faith in Twitch. I do think that it is in their interest to fix this. And I do genuinely think that they're listening and looking into it. I just don't think that they are going to be very transparent about what they're putting in place for a couple reasons. Bungie, when they were talking about anti-cheat, their whole stance was like, and I promise this will relate. Bungie was like, well, we can't go into specifics because if we do, then if we say what we're monitoring or what we're doing X, Y, and Z, that could provide some information to the people who are going to try and circumvent those methods. So if we don't elaborate the methods, you know, maybe it, it will work this time. Um, I think Twitch saying we're listening and we're working on it. I do think they're listening and working on it. Now, I guess the... You know, it's going to be down to the individual to 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 decide whether they actually think, you know, believe the veracity of Twitch's statement. Uh, and I think the problem is right now, there's not just not faith in the platform. The people I... who've been hurt by this, you know, are are rightly hurt and they've lost faith and they just don't think that Twitch is being serious about it. Mm -hmm. I just don't know. I don't know what's going on. So, like, I can't say whether they are or they aren't. And unfortunately, I feel like it comes down to a situation like there's never going to be an unpickable lock. So there's always going to be a way for people to come around these. Sure. And so yeah. it comes down to a bigger issue of not so much what can the individual platform do 
but what can people do to try and shift the public perception and everything? Um, Cause at the end of the day, if like there is, there's a Harvey milk speech back in like 70 something when he was running. Um, it's like, come out to everybody, you know, let people know who you are, what you are, like break down the myths, break down the walls. And that's the only way you can start enacting change. Because until change is enacted, it doesn't fucking matter that yeah. these people will exist. And it's just a matter of like minimizing the people. People can change. Like I fully, fully believe that a bigot can change. But um, it's just a matter of changing enough of them and then making it the very uh, silent minority again. <laughs> yeah. Instead of this overwhelmingly loud minority that's growing because people think it's okay to behave like this and well particularly you know through the guise of internet anonymity Mm -hmm. um i think one of the reasons that people are so angry with twitch and and myself included is that historically twitch are just so slow to react to things we've seen it a million times where twitch will just be hugely unprepared until they have to be the the best example is still dmca youtube got copyright and and shit sorted out 10 years ago uh twitch knew the dmca day was coming and when it hit they were completely unprepared and it took them i mean still they're not in a position where everything is is working great and you could say the same with bots bots have been a reality on twitch for like as long as i've been on the platform you know there's been follow bots there's been view bots there's there's all kinds of these and the the reality is that now people have decided to use them in such a, a hateful way on a big scale you know twitch could have had some kind of solution to deal with these bots years ago but there's never there wasn't that pressure on them to do it so they just don't do it you know and i think that's there's the for being you know uh, uh, uh what people would class as like new media and being this like company that's at the forefront of live streaming which is like you know this new technology and i mean in in terms of the internet it, it's a pretty new thing live streaming they are so slow to react to these things and when they need to be they need to be quick to fix these issues and again as grog said i believe that they are working on it i i don't doubt that i i'm I'm sure that there's a lot of great people that work at Twitch that want to get this sorted as much as everyone else. My issue is that they should have seen this coming a long time ago and they should have been more prepared. Exactly like DMCA, exactly like all these other issues that they've had. And I I think what one thing that makes these topics difficult to talk about is sometimes even when you're trying to speak about it with just pure objectivity, it's really easy to like have stuff taken out of context so like it i was i was thinking in my head before about saying yeah twitch is a reactive not proactive company and in my head i was going to say you know but what companies aren't what big organization isn't reactive i worked for a municipal um i worked for the city of philadelphia for close to six years um and i the 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 amount of bureaucracy and the way that things were set up was so flawed and fractured that we were we could only be reactive we could not be proactive even though the people at the the core the people at public facing level desperately wanted to implement change 
there were so many impediments to do so. And it's difficult because I want to say something like, yeah, like every org is like that. You know, I'm not. But my my concern is that in these conversations, sometimes if that is a soundbite on Twitch or uh, sorry, if that's like a soundbite on Twitter, um, then it becomes like, a, oh, well, you're just then you're excusing the behavior. And it's like, no, 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 no. No one's excusing the behavior. I'm not excusing the behavior. I'm just saying rationally, it makes sense why they're reactive and not proactive. Because most organizations of this scale are not built to manage like uh, crises that come up overnight. They're just not. They're built for the long term. They're built to have momentum behind them. They have a one-year plan. They have a six-month plan, a one-year plan, a five-year plan, a 10-year plan. Like they're they're moving towards this these outcomes that they've already set out for themselves. I do think um, that... There's an interesting conversation that's happening in the chat right now between Aiden and Knight um, and talking about ad revenue and, and just also like these kinds of boycotts wherein, you know, like 90, like basically most of the ad revenue on the platform is going to be coming from big streamers. They're going to be coming from one, less than 1% yeah. of the, the, the total streaming population is going to make up for... 99% of the ad revenue and 99% of the proceeds that that happen on the platform. Most of those people are not taking the day off because some might, I mean, who knows, maybe some might, um, some might not, some might not do it for the reason that they are completely and willfully ignorant. Uh, you know, like they don't even know that it's happening. I didn't even know that, you know, this campaign, this micro campaign was happening until really like last six days. Um, so they may today. not even know what's that i didn't know about it till today yeah they might not even know some people might not even might just be indifferent not that they're pro hate raid but that they just you know it's their job i they do this full time they're 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 going to keep making the money that they're already making if they're in the 0.5 percent of twitch that is making 99 percent of the profit you know the, the, they they may just want to keep working. It's also it. worth um, knowing that some of the big streamers are, you know, have contracts to fill and they have to hit a certain number of hours work. a week or yeah. or whatever. So there might be situations where they they just have to, you know. Yeah. And and so all of those factors aside, I don't think it is as simple as like, you know, if, if you I guess my worry um, and the reason why I mentioned like why it's hard to talk about this stuff is my worry is that some of these people will stream and you're going to have and they're going to get uh, rake through the coals, you know, because they streamed on that day without people taking into account insightful, uh, you know, views like Eve's like, you know, by coming off the platform, you are giving more voice to the people who would want you off the platform. You know, you're giving them the power back. I think the most critical thing that could happen on days like today is not to do a boycott where you're giving up a, a, a platform with a megaphone and a voice and a reach where you can where you can change hearts and minds. But I think the most critical thing you could do would be to have that 0.5% of the platform band together and then on that day still stream but talk about this shit. Do you know what I mean? Relentlessly talk about it. I mean, can you imagine if if like, you know, XQC or Asmongold or um, 
any of these big people, if they talked about the hate raids and spent the majority of their stream talking about it, or they just streamed less that day, like that in of itself would be like them demonstrating to their communities why this is wrong, them having an honest exchange with their chat and or with each other, having a discord conversation. Imagine if you got like five of the biggest streamers all together in a voice chat like this and discussing it, Twitch would fucking take notice. You know, and the pla and the and and the dialogue would continue about this, but I, I don't think that this is going to affect you know the bottom line for Twitch at all. No, um, it's it's it is a tooth. My my worry is that in saying this is a toothless act, is that people will read that as I'm saying that there's no point and that like hate you know like you we shouldn't do anything again. That's not it. It's just it's a hashtag. And you're stepping off the platform, but most people are still going to be on the platform. Mm -hmm. Viewers won't know if streamers don't know that that people are trying to organize this kind of thing. Like we we function in these little micro bubbles, these little um, echo chambers like Facebook is, as Eve said, is basically just an opportunity to argue with people in, <laughs> in their own <laughs> echo chamber because I yell at boomers on metal pages, people, people who are most affected by this. Who are they talking to on these social media websites? Largely other people who are also affected by it. So you have vulnerable individuals who are being targeted by hate raids and who are 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 the focus of these attacks and this this disruption unjustly. And they're empathizing with each other and they're coalescing with one another to do something about it. But if they all go offline that day, what you know like i i just that's my worry you you need you need the big guns the big names to come out and actually say and do something about it and i think at the least you can do is if you are going to stream that day have a conversation with your chat you know talk talk about you know what what can we do as a community if you see if you know what a great discussion would be for anybody streaming that day have a discussion with your chat chat if I, if if you're a viewer and you are in a stream and you see a hate raid happen, what can you do? Like, what can you do as a viewer? Most people are going to say, well, I can't really do anything. Maybe it'll just go into emote only mode. But I mean, it's like just have those conversations, figure out, is there something you can do as a viewer in these chats? Can you, you know, what you can do if passively, if you're a viewer and you really want to help, you could take these bot accounts, you could report them, blocking them, banning them and blocking them isn't the same as reporting them. So they won't get investigated the same way. Like I've blocked so many bot so, accounts um, recently. Actually, with Twitch, they came out like two or three weeks ago at kind of the start of all this saying like, oh, well, we've got everything initiated now where if you don't don't report the uh, spam accounts, only report the ones if you know that they came in originating it, like they came in bragging about it. Mm -hmm, report mm -hmm. those accounts but don't mass report the other ones because then it gets lost within the ones mm -hmm. that they can't track those obviously the one that's a yeah. bot but yeah if it's yeah. if it's if it's the human coming in being like yeah well because you you want to get you want to get the ringleader yeah. you want to get the people who are actually orchestrating these things but yeah i mean like there are there are things that we can do um i just worry that campaigns like this are just not well thought out i just even with I, I even with I agree that I think like it's a nice idea, but there is obviously always two sides to it. As Eve mentioned, you know, 
the the idea the whole point of these people hate rating is to effectively bully people off the platform so by everyone taking a day off i understand the idea is to try and hurt twitch i don't think it's gonna hurt twitch because there's nope. no there's no universe where everybody takes the day off you know there's there's just no way that works unfortunately um and yeah it, it's it's difficult because I, I don't want to just ignore that and not mm -hmm. you know acknowledge the movement because I, I appreciate that the intent behind it is good to pressure twitch to to do something to protect their people but you know I just think that it, I don't think it'll hurt twitch's bottom line mm -hmm. you know no I feel not like uh, LGBTQ people have been you know bullied into being silent for too long and it's just we're in the information age I don't think there's any reason to try and stay silent anymore a lot of these movements through the decades have been about being loud being as open as you can be and like that comes with some risks that comes with some issues but in the long run if people don't do it now it just gets worse for people later yeah and so. and as you said it's 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 these tactics will work and there will and the haters out there are going to find ways to flip the script and make it about something else. Mm -hmm. Think about like the loud black woman stereotype. You know, like the, the, these things, I mean, you know, someone like Angela Davis, you know, protesting and, and creating social change, you know, people have taken outrage over injustice and somehow turned that into the people who are being victimized, the people who are being hurt are crying out for help and crying out for change and crying out for, you know, action. And yet that can be flipped around and say, like, you know, you're just loud, you're aggressive, you only know how to, you know, speak through yelling. Like, those things can be flipped and manipulated. The problem is, is that the people that who are doing the manipulation, the people that are, are issuing these hate raids, like, it's a bit like the whole, you know, banning cheaters in war zone without an anti-cheat like they're just going to come back like the solution isn't going to just be to ban bots after bots after bots like it's 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 so hate on the internet is synonymous <laughs> the internet is synonymous with many things but hate is one of them uh and it's because of that anonymity and i i, I think unless there is a technical limitation that is implemented which let's be honest if there is if there is a a, a physical or technical means that Twitch can prevent these kinds of maybe they're creating an algorithm. Maybe there's like a soft AI that can see if there's like too much spam, you know, of like a particular message entering a chat at a given time. It can just be auto purged. Like whatever that technological intervention is, Twitch is going to be tight lipped about it. They're not going to say explicitly how it's going to work other than a glossy bullet point. Um, as Joris said in chat, hate on the internet is an unlimited resource. These people have have gone out of their way to make it their goal to harass other people who they don't know and who aren't affecting them. That's why I fully feel it's not a Twitch issue; it's a social issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, and that... if you can like think of all the young people that are on Twitch, like if they can see people that they know who are out. I feel like it can initiate change later on because you never know who those people might grow up to be uh, and just having 
you know, allies out there growing up in the world. Because I know Gen Z is significantly better than millennials already, just with what I see online with like acceptance. So yeah, little by little. Yeah, I mean, that's that that is the crux of like, a, a systemic illness like yeah. this, you know, a systemic problem, it is so deeply rooted in our society that we can only change it at a societal level. Um, and I and I I know I said before, like, Twitch should have done something sooner because the writing was on the wall for a while. Um, I'm not seeking to, uh, you know, like give them an out, um, you know, and, and say that it's OK that they haven't done anything, that they only react reactively instead of proactively. But I mean, it's just not surprising. And I just I, I think it's it's the plight of any large organization. Um, so. I don't know. I, I think I think the September 1st thing is interesting and that's about it. <laughs> but I, 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 think, I I'm well, with Eve. Well, I think we, 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 we have to do something. I think the best thing that we can do is is amplify the voices of the people that are being affected by this. You know, there are so many people out there on Twitter talking about this issue and trying to raise more attention that this is a problem and needs to be sorted. Like those tweets, retweet it. Just lend your voice to those people that are out there um, talking about this because, you know, the more people that see it, the the hopefully the quicker we can get that issue resolved and and you know protect the people that are being targeted and i think that's the best thing we can do is, is be kind to one another and just amplify those voices because the, i i know there's a bunch of people i've seen on twitter that are really you know very outspoken about this whole issue and being able to see you know people who have been targeted and give their thoughts on how they can this can be resolved and how the situation can be improved um you know we need to make sure more people see it I think that's the the big thing and again i i i like the idea behind the the first of september you know boycott i, I think the intention is good um yeah I, we just have to hope that it's misguided it's good but it's not it's not it's not well organized the the intention is 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 good and i but i, I also by the same hand i don't think there's a better solution I'm not saying, oh, instead of that, we should do this because I don't think there's a, I don't think there's anything else that can be done, it, it, you know, it, by a group of people to enact change. You know, I'm not saying that the, uh, the, 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 the boycott is, is flawed, right? I just, I don't know the solution. I don't know. I, I think, I think it's, I think it's only flawed in the sense that in regards to a traditional boycott, where you refuse to entertain the a business and its services or buy goods from that business, boycotts almost always accompany a camp an ad campaign. They accompany a vocal campaign expressing why. It's not just don't shop at such and such. It's then there's people on the ground and and out there explaining and advocating why the boycott's happening. But in this case, media is social media and outreach is the platform this is the product right but we control the product right we we, we don't we don't control pre-roll ads we don't control that kind of stuff but like we control what happens on our stream as long as it's within tos like we could carry out this podcast you know as long as we want 
and we're within our right to do so. And anyone watching, we can help, you know, we can talk to and we can use this platform. That's why I think this is fundamentally different. I don't think this is like protesting, you know, um, Hobby Lobby because they, you know, say and do all sorts of hateful shit towards, you know, LGBTQ persons. Um, it's not the same. Um, I because it it just isn't. It, it's it because this is this is a this is a platform for speech and and thoughts to get out there. So um, I think stepping away in this case is is probably a mistake because this boycott then isn't accompanied by anything but people then advertising back into their same echo chambers. If the people that do step away on September first go back onto Twitter and then continue to rail about like why Twitch isn't doing enough. They're doing it to their followers on Twitch or Twitter. Sorry. Like, you know what I mean? Like the people who are seeing those posts are people probably 80% or more are people that are already following them. You're just preaching back to the choir. That in of itself is not actionable. Um, it makes you feel good. It's it feels validating because people will tell you, yeah, you know, you, you get people rallying behind you. Um, but in this case, no, I, I think I think it would be the bad call. Um but I think it would be a bad call to then do the stream and not say anything. <laughs> you know, yeah. like if you want to do if you want to set a date and make it meaningful, then set the date and then do something on that date related to. I'm going to play know, the what you're trying to address possibly find on September 1st. <laughs> I'm streaming boyfriend dungeon. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's about a good time to wrap up there. Podcast went way longer than I was expecting, but I think it was good. Um, Grog, where can everyone find you and what have you got coming up this week? Uh, folks can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash grogmode. I stream five days a week, Monday through Thursday. It's just me at 11.30 a.m. Eastern, and I stream um, sort of strategy puzzle games, Apex Legends, and I'm currently playing Frostpunk, which is a very troublesome, nihilistic uh, steampunk hellscape that's frozen Did I mice. die again yet? Uh, no. Um, and if you want, you if you want them, to be included in that game, swing name? by. Oh uh, no, I didn't. Uh, so Eve did perish in the game. Uh, we named a character after her, and I don't. I, I they were just like a. I think you were just like a general. There's only three classes of people. There's there's workers. There's engineers who are, who are slightly more trained at at something, and then there's kids, right? Because they're you're all survivors in this dystopia, um, but uh, obviously people need to work someplace to get resources like coal, you know, or wood so that like you can continue to survive in these um, uh, horrible conditions. Um, Eve died. Well, Eve didn't initially die. Well, it, Eve died on the job. Um, and as did another character, um, but unimportant, <laughs> but when Eve came back, there was a new fourth class that I could offer her if she wanted to name herself after because we had gotten so deep into the game that people were now working themselves to the point of injury and um, were amputees. So we have care houses where these amputees might live. And Eve said, I would like to be an amputee. I don't want to be a child or a worker or a uh, engineer. I'd like to be an amputee. I would like my name to be amputive. Um <laughs> So she has a character simply named Ampute Apostrophe Eve. So we have Ampute Eve, and uh, 
you're you're doing fine you're in the care house ah, good Perfect. uh you're you, you don't have to work um you're just tended for we are going to sign a prosthetics <laughs> law which hopefully you know if you want to get back to work you can, can be like but... full metal alchemist yeah yeah <laughs> Um, anyway, Frostpunk is a really fun, cool, weird game. You should definitely check it out. But yeah, you can find me on other social platforms at gamer underscore grog, things like TikTok, Twitter, etc. So, Eve, how about you? What are you doing? Yeah, you can find me, Metabot Eve, uh, Twitch, Twitter, YouTube Shorts. Uh, not really on my normal YouTube page. I haven't uploaded there in a while. Um, but yeah, I'm going to be probably playing some more Dark Souls tomorrow. Uh, and then Tuesday. Psychonauts 2 comes out, so I might be streaming that for the next two days. Very, very excited for it. Dog. You can also find me on Twitch if you go through the LGBTQ tag. <laughs> yeah. Condi. How about you? Yeah, uh, you find me everywhere, Condi Fly. Um, definitely going to be looking at getting a custom bumper sticker for my car. And like legit i might do a video where i just pay for promotion on different websites to see what happens and i'm fully expecting to just lose all my money doing that but i think it would be interesting so uh probably gonna do that but I, 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 as far as stream goes uh i'm gonna be off the next couple of days i think because of various real life obligations of things i have to go Ugh. do i know right Ugh. um but hopefully should be back wednesday uh and i don't know what we're gonna do i i feel like mixing it up this week and doing something different so we'll maybe experiment with some things um but yeah meantime still daily tiktoks daily youtube clips you know we're we're trying to keep on top of all that um more importantly the podcast uh, this has been a nice juicy one today almost two hours um if you think that this was valuable and maybe you learned something or, or maybe something was uh useful to you we have a sizable back catalog of episodes now uh which you can find on spotify or google podcasts or maybe even apple podcasts i actually don't know but it might be there it's <laughs> worth looking yes. into. yeah it's, it's <laughs> worth trying um and um we also have a youtube channel where all these videos get uh, posted as well and if you happen to be on any of those uh mentioned platforms we actually stream this live on Twitch, mainly because it's just a nice, easy way for us to record it. But also, uh, we get to actually take questions and interactions from chat, which helps us quite a bit. Um, because really, we had next to no plan today, and we've somehow managed to do two hours of content. So that's because of you guys. So they don't, need to know, they don't need to know that. Guy. I feel like it's Condi, best to be I've open. Got a, <laughs> I've got a suggestion for your video idea. Yeah, please. So you know those shirts, those cringy old boomer shirts that are like, I'd rather be fishing. Yes. So you need to have that. And it's like, I'd rather be streaming on my Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash Condifly. And you need to get it made before you start your IRL obligation so you can wear that everywhere. Oh, so like not those... only do people know that you don't want to be there, it's but like... also it's advertisement. It's like those ones you see on Facebook that are clearly generated yes. by a bot. And it's like, the most badass people are born in September. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because like they've data mined that my birthday is in September, and they're like, yep. okay, let's AI generate a shirt. That's a fucking great idea, Eve. We should collaborate on some merch that says that. yes, let's perfect. Do let's do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, check out the podcast and all the other platforms. We are going to go and raid somebody, so please do stick around uh, for that. Thank you very much. Um, we appreciate your feedback as always. I will see you next week. Till then, later. Bye. Bye. 
do 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 do